0: Welcome to the Church of England's online service for the seventh Sunday of Easter from St Bartholomew's Church in Roby in Liverpool. Jesus Christ is King of it. He lives his
1: life in us for the sake of the world. Jesus is alive today. Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer.
0: Good morning and welcome to St Bart's. My name's Kate and I'm the vicar here and my colleagues Claire and Emma and other members of our church community Will be helping me to lead our worship this morning. I'm so glad you can join us. Shall we pray? Loving God, we offer ourselves to you this day. We thank you for all the opportunities contained within this day to show love to one another and to worship you. And now as we sing, as we pray, as we hear your word, loving God, We pray that you would meet with us and we would encounter you.
2: amazing grace. i All I see is the mountain You see the mountain
3: We are still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us then show our love for Him by confessing our sins in penitence and faith. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought and word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbour as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you, our God. Amen. And may the God of love bring you back to himself, forgive you your sins, and assure you of his eternal love in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
4: Hi, I'm Emma, I'm the Ordinant here at St Bart's and I've invited Harry along to come and tell us about his life and faith, so do you want to tell us all
5: about it? Hello, Um, thank you for having me, first of all, and uh, well, I am originally from Mexico, I although I've been here in the UK for 10 years now, I originally came to study a PhD in physics and uh, now and work uh, for a university doing research in cosmology. Basically, what that means is I I try to understand how the universe works, what are the laws of physics that, uh, you know, transform the universe at the beginning to the beautiful universe we have today.
4: Fantastic. So what does a typical day look like for you? Um, so... I try to understand the
5: physics of, of, of the universe and it's, it's quite difficult because we only have one universe and we cannot run experiments with this universe, right? Um, so what we do is we simulate all the laws of physics that we think are important, for example, for the formation of galaxies. And we put all the ingredients there, like stars and black holes and dark matter and all these crazy things, you know, that physicists talk about. And we run supercomputer simulations. And my day typically looks like, uh, you know, I, I, I sit in front of a computer running these big simulations and analyzing them. So hopefully we tweak, you know, certain certain things here and there. Uh, so hopefully we can have. Know, uh, at the end of the day what is what are the laws of physics that that work in our in our real universe fantastic blows my mind anyway then. <laughs>
4: um, but how does your faith work with your job how does it impact that role
5: so i think um i think c.s lewis uh made, you know put it brilliantly when he said that he believed in, in christianity or in Jesus, not only be as, as he believes in this in the sunrise not only because he sees the sunrise but because through it he sees everything else and I think that is true for us as Christians as well right we are not uh, we're not Christians and we just have a certain you know set of rules that we have to live by but when we became Christians there was a change in our nature a, a true change in our nature and that also change the way we see the universe around us and the way we interact with the universe and with nature and with each other. Um, so in particular, for example, in my job, uh, that gives me a sense of purpose because I, as many other scientists in history, I, I look for uh, order and beauty in nature because I, I want to see the... the uh, the work of God in his nature as well right so that's that's why I do what I do um but it also changes the way i interact with other people right? i have i try to love my neighbors and i try to love my my colleagues uh but uh, i think in the big picture as well uh i think we are part of this wonderful plan of god to transform you know, his creation and we're part of part of this uh you know his plan of bringing his kingdom in this place and how he's transforming, uh, you know, his creation to, into a new heaven, a new earth. And I think with, with what we do, and that's certainly true for me and for you and for everyone, whatever we do in our lives, that is part of God's plan to transform his creation. So uh, I think we we should leave as Christians having that into our minds because we we are part of God's plan.
4: Really yeah. important to do that. Yeah. So obviously, um, you as, as a person of faith believe that science and faith matches up. So what? What? How does that work with your colleagues? Do they
5: feel the same way? Is um, it? Is it interesting to work alongside them? Yeah, it's certainly it's difficult sometimes. You know, certain people are have very strong beliefs about this. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think um, science and faith are complementary. They're they help us to understand. I think these different aspects of nature, right, and the universe. Uh, I think science helps us to understand how the universe works. What are the laws of physics that you know uh, basically rule in in nature? But on the other hand, faith helps us to understand why it works. Is there a purpose? And of course, we know. For us, you know, who believe in in Jesus and in God, we know that there is a purpose, and there is, there is this this sense of uh, this hope as well, because we know, you know, what's the end of the story, right? There's no, there's no, there's no hopeless, you know, end of the universe, or we we know we have a hope in Jesus. So, uh, I think if we are, if people is open-minded to already uh, try to understand that and try. Definitely, carrying those two worldviews together help you have a better understanding of our universe.
4: That's amazing, Jaime. Thank you for coming and sharing that with us today. And that's really important, that message that honey said, how our faith impacts our work, and how it is important that we share that with other people. So let's just pray for uh, all of us who are uh, working at the moment and that we can share our faith. So let's just Father God, we thank you that you are with us every day, in every moment of every day. Lord, we pray that we will remember to be just like you as much as we can, so that we can be shining lights for you in our day-to-day world. And remember, we're part of the bigger picture, the bigger plan
1: that you have for this world. Amen. The first reading is Acts chapter 1, verses 6 to 14. Then the apostles gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and the cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those presents were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
6: The second reading is taken from John, chapter 17, verses 1 to 11. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know everything that you have given me is from you. For the words you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you, and that they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on the behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the word to the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: We're currently in the middle of the period in our church's year that has become known as Thy Kingdom Come. On Thursday, we celebrated Ascension Day, when we remembered the risen Jesus, 40 days after his resurrection from the dead, ascending back into heaven. Next Sunday, we will celebrate Pentecost, when we remember the Holy Spirit being poured out on Jesus' followers gathered in Jerusalem. In 2016, the Archbishops of Canterbury and York invited those of us within the Church of England to spend the 11 days from Ascension to Pentecost, praying for people to come to know Jesus. Since then, the movement called Thy Kingdom Come has grown in an extraordinary way. It's now a worldwide ecumenical prayer movement. There isn't a set way to pray in that time, although there are lots of ideas and resources available on the Thy Kingdom Come website. So I'd encourage you to have a look if you haven't done so before. And why those words in particular? Well, they come, of course, from the traditional version of the Lord's Prayer. The prayer prayed often, maybe daily, by millions of Christians around the world. You'll hear it in our service in just a few minutes' time, and I hope you'll pray it along with us. Those three words in themselves, even without the rest of the Lord's Prayer, are an extraordinary petition in their own right. Thy kingdom come. Earlier, we heard some words from Acts 6 reminding us of the incredible events of the day when Jesus ascended into heaven. At this point, Jesus has been alive again on earth for 40 days. His disciples have got used to him being around once more after the trauma of the crucifixion, but they're still unsure about what the future holds. Our reading starts with them asking Jesus about his kingdom. This has been on their minds all along, ever since Jesus' ministry first began. When would God establish his kingdom on earth? And they had quite a fixed idea of what that should look like. They had been amazed when God's plan involved crucifixion and resurrection, because they definitely hadn't seen that coming. But now Jesus was alive once more, and they thought surely God's kingdom would now be established on earth in power and authority. Jesus doesn't answer in the way they expect, of course. He simply tells them that the answer to their question is not for them to know. But then he goes on answering in a way which they didn't expect, and wouldn't even understand until the following week at Pentecost. He tells them that the Holy Spirit will come upon them and that they will receive power and that they will be his witnesses. And then, suddenly, he's gone. Before their very eyes, Jesus ascends into heaven. They are physically and humanly speaking alone once more. But of course, just a few days later at Pentecost, they'll have an experience that means they'll never feel alone again. The disciples cry, their prayer, their deepest longing was thy kingdom come. As they travelled with Jesus, watching him teach and pray and heal, they prayed, thy kingdom come. As they watched him die in agony on the cross, and again as they watched him rise in triumph, they prayed, thy kingdom come. And now as they watched him leave once more, this time, knowing the promised Holy Spirit would be with them soon, they prayed, Thy kingdom come. In our second reading from John's Gospel, we jump back a little in time before Jesus' death and we hear him praying, knowing that as he puts it, the hour has come. That is, his physical life on earth would soon be coming to an end. There's much talk in this passage of glory, Jesus prays that he, the Son, might be glorified and that he in turn might glorify the Father. He says that he has glorified the Father on earth by doing the work he has been given. He asks to be glorified afresh with the very glory he has always known. He says that he has been glorified in God's people. And he prays for protection for us, for you and for me, for all people, that we might be protected. And that we might be one in God's mighty and holy name. When Jesus cried out to his Father, here not long before his death, but also at so many other times, early in the morning, late at night, on mountain tops, in gardens, his cry would have been, Thy kingdom come. When Jesus' disciples asked him to teach them to pray, these were some of the words he used. Thy kingdom come. For us, today, it's part of our family prayer. The prayer so many of us know by heart. The prayer we teach to our children when they're tiny. And the prayer so many remember into their final days, even when other words have abandoned them. Thy kingdom When life seems impossible, when we're fearful, when we have questions and doubts, when we're grieving, when our world turns upside down, when we're lonely, when nothing makes sense, when we don't know what else to do. Ultimately, it's the only prayer that can begin to make sense of our messy, fragile world. It's what each of us needs to make sense of our messy, fragile lives. We pray with Christians across the world and throughout the ages and with Jesus himself. Thy kingdom come. Let's just take a moment each to offer our individual prayers and petitions to God. What are the areas in your life, the struggles, the difficulties, where you are praying, thy kingdom Loving God, we offer to you today our hearts and our lives, all that we are and all that we do. In every area of our life, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would come, that you would heal us, that you would touch us, that you would be close to us, that you would comfort us and protect us. We pray. Thy kingdom come. Amen.
7: I love you, Lord.
8: Oh, your mercy never fails me. goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
3: Let us declare our faith in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures he was buried he was raised to life on the third day in accordance with the scriptures afterwards he appeared to his followers and to all the Apostles this we have received this we believe amen
4: As we start to think about thy kingdom come this week, there's some special commissioning prayers that the Church of England has written for us to pray. So we're going to pray them now. There is a response to these prayers. So when I say, so we pray, you say, come Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we pray that you would renew your church with your reviving power. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Loving Father, we commit ourselves to pray for you to work, to excite and animate your church through the world, to proclaim the good news of Jesus. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Lord of our lives, we commit ourselves personally to seek your empowering and enabling. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Friend of sinners, we long that you would work powerfully to win our friends and family to become followers of Christ. So we pray, come Holy Spirit. Gracious Lord, we recognize how much we need your help to witness to your grace and mercy so we pray come holy spirit hear the cry of our hearts god almighty gather us in prayer and send us out in power so we pray come
7: holy spirit amen let us pray eternal god creator of time and space We give thanks for this quiet time of prayer as we put behind us the worries and busyness of our daily life. Living God, meet us here in this quietness. Please speak to us now so that we may speak for you. Live in us so that we may live for you. Forgive us, Lord, for anything that would make us feel uncomfortable in your presence. We give thanks for the privilege of meeting together and for the freedom we have to openly worship you. We lift to you our Christian brothers and sisters around the world who have to meet in secret or alone, with many of them in fear of punishment or even death. Please uphold them and protect them Lord. We pray for our troubled world, for those people suffering from war, persecution, or natural disasters. We lift to you the people of Ukraine, still being invaded by Russia. We pray for those people suffering as a result of climate change. There are so many suffering as a result of earthquakes and tornadoes. So often, Lord, it seems as if those who suffer most are the ones who contribute least to the cause of these disasters. Please teach us that small individual changes can collectively make a huge change. Lord Jesus, you instructed us to love our neighbors ourselves. Please show us that our neighbour is not just the person who lives next door. We pray for those left homeless, those who have lost their livelihoods, and those still living in daily fear for their lives. Parents who mourn their children, children who have been orphaned, and we pray for the countless families whose lives will never be the same again. We give thanks for the aid agencies who work tirelessly, often in life-threatening situations, to bring relief in these areas. Closer to home, we pray for the many people in our own country who are struggling to make ends meet. And we give thanks for organizations who give advice, and for food banks who try to help alleviate this suffering. Lord God, it's hard to understand why people who live in a rich country can have to choose between eating and heating? We pray for our NHS, that it will continue to provide the care and services that so many of us have used in the past. Christ, the Master Physician, please surround our NHS with your care. And Lord Jesus, we bring before you, all in any kind of need, Praying for your healing and renewing touch, in body, mind or spirit. Please touch each one of them at their own particular point of need. We pray for their carers, whether professional, family or friends, that they will have the patience and stamina they need. Loving God, we pray for those who have lost a loved one and now have a sense of emptiness, separation and sorrow. Strengthen and comfort them, Lord, as they come to turn with their loss. God of joy, put a song in our mouths, a smile on our lips, laughter in our eyes and celebration in our hearts today and every day. And we lift all our prayers to you in the name of our Saviour and best friend, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Father in heaven,
6: hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as in heaven, give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The kingdom,
0: the power, and the glory are yours. Now and forever. Amen. Christ, our ascended King, pour upon you the abundance of his gifts and bring you to reign with him in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ.
2: i